very easy to overlook the search appearances data on LinkedIn. Um, and if you've appeared in quite a few searches, it's always worth having a quick look to see what keywords you've been found for and who has been looking at your posts. Um, if you use a combination of the um, desktop and the iPad, then you get a real feel for, for who those people are. And again, they're leads, they're solid leads, and it's worth going back to those and commenting and engaging with that person, asking to connect based on the fact that they've actually looked at your profile or that you've come up in one of their searches. Hope that helps. Sunday afternoons and early evenings are the time I, I catch up on my LinkedIn connection requests. Um, I know I should be doing other more exciting things, but that's the way things go. And increasingly, I'm sending messages to uh, people ahead of actually accepting the connection request. If somebody sent a personalised message with a request, then I will always, always reply to that um, ahead of saying yes to them. Um, and anyone who has asked to connect with me without a connection message, I still tend to reply to most of these um, with a very short, sharp message. And I don't mean short, sharp as in rude or abrupt. I mean a very short message just thanking them for the connection request and uh, looking forward to being connected. Um, so I'm just curious as to how you handle connection requests. Do you message people ahead of accepting or do you just accept and then start that messaging process afterwards or just accept and just don't bother to message? It'd be interesting to find out. Interesting week this week on LinkedIn surgeries. Uh, the P word seems to be coming back and that's the passionate word. Some profiles seem to be peppered with the passion, which is uh, what I think is the, is the wrong way to write your LinkedIn profile. If we're going to be talking P's, then I think we should be talking problem. Uh, what problem do you solve? What problem does your profile solve? And how does it solve that problem? And that's a P that is um, kind of should be thought about all the time because it leads on neatly to the second one, which is positioning. You know, how is your, how are you positioning yourself on LinkedIn um, and your summary and your experience and everything, your headline, your banner is all a positioning statement of, um, you know, what it is that you do that is better than somebody else's in terms of solving the problem that prospects have. The third one is participation. You know, how much... How much time are you spending actually talking to people, actually exchanging, um, you know, <laughs> um, engaging? All those factors are very, very important. And of course, all help towards your um, social selling index. So I think it's it's all about becoming a category of one on here. It seriously is. It's, it's about the positioning you adopt, which puts you in a position that you are head and shoulders above any of your competition so effectively you become the competition you are the one person in your category that people will flock to hope that helps
why not actually tell your story on LinkedIn, as in using an audio file? Why not tell people, narrate your history, narrate your why, what it is that you do, how you help people and what your utility is? It goes a heck of a long way to building that trust element with a prospect and with an existing client because they can hear your voice. They've, they've read your words. They've, they've probably seen you in a couple of videos, but audio is far, far more uh, personal. It's, it really does build that trust element. And uh, a saying I keep coming out with all the time is that images move, but sound travels. You can be, you can do other things while you're listening to, to audio. And it's, and it's so refreshing to, to actually go back to those basics because storytelling is a, is in an auditory format, you know, gathering around the campfire. Uh, we don't do that anymore. Maybe no one's going to gather around the LinkedIn profile to listen to, to audio, but audio is, is everywhere. Look how many podcasts there are now. And why? Because it's accessible. It's it's it builds relationships. I think far faster than um, than audio ever can. Um, anyway, um, I hope that helps, and uh, I look forward to listening to your story on your LinkedIn profile. LinkedIn done for you services. There seem to be a whole range of these now. People are contacting me all the time. I'm getting messaged by established companies at Three Degree Social, I have to mention, have contacted me and asked whether I'd like a, a done for you service, but not even having obviously read my profile. So this is a connection requesting service where they Basically, they send personalised connection requests out on my behalf. Now, call me old-fashioned, call me Kevin, but surely a social media company that's dealing with somebody else's profile wouldn't be able to send personalised messages out. Surely it's a kind of a contradiction in terms. It just seems very, very odd that these that, that, that there's so many companies out there offering this. So it's kind of... I don't know, personal messages. Um, would you trust somebody to, to actually deliver a personal message on your behalf? Would you trust somebody to to actually connect effectively with other people? Uh, can they replicate your tone of voice? Surely it's a recipe for, for disaster. If you hand the keys to your brand to somebody else that can't drive that brand effectively, that may sound very harsh, but to all those companies out there, it goes against the grain of being social, surely. Why am I paying somebody else to be social on my behalf? It all seems a bit bonkers to me. But anyway, let me know what you think.